Scriptcast episode 17, uh, another interview in season three. Um, I'm here with Sarah Vieira, and I hope I got your name right. Kinda, kinda, kinda. How do kinda. you pronounce it? Uh, Vieira. Vieira. Oh. <laughs> it's really Vieira. weird. The Portuguese language is really weird. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> Just learn Spanish. It's more useful. <laughs> Sarah, for, for everybody who, who doesn't know you, uh, who are you and what do you do? Okay, so my name is Sarah. I'm a um, developer advocate. Uh, I, before I was a developer advocate, up until March, I was a full-stack developer working on Node and JavaScript in a browser, so mostly React and Vue. Um, I am originally from Portugal, a small town near Porto, just moved to Berlin, Cool. And now I've been doing a lot of stuff for developer advocates. Uh, I've been doing tons of conferences and articles and releasing like stuff on open source mm -hmm. and stuff like that. So I, re me. I remember that we met in person once at ScriptConf this year, Script18. Uh, I, I can't quite remember what we were talking about, but it was in the bar after the conference. And I was quite surprised because I knew you as a, uh, as a, a speaker, like speaking in conferences, but you were there as an attendee. Yeah, so um, I was speaking at AgentConf, ah, okay. and I really, really like Vienna, so I stayed in Vienna for like 15 days before. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, and I found out there was ScriptConf. Oh, I remember why you were talking to me. I remember why. You were thanking me for something really dumb, because you were like, oh, Sarah, because uh, um, I booked the tickets way too late, and all the tickets were sold out. And you were like, you can get a diversity ticket. And I was like, I don't want to find a diversity ticket. I can uh, pay for my own ticket. What the fuck? Are you calling me poor? And you were like, you said no to a diversity ticket. Why? Thank you so much. And I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> I, I, can't. I, th I think I was like, you can take my mom, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> I, I can't, eventually I can't did get a free ticket, but for Martin Split. So. Whatever you are, Martin, thank you so much for allowing me to go to that conference. <laughs> <laughs> Martin is a great guy. So. Uh, yeah, but hey, thank you again for that. Um, but hey, uh, so we were right uh, in between two gigs, like Vienna, uh, I guess Asian Conf is in Dornbien, if I'm not... It's in Dornbien, yeah. Dornbien, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. To the to the Swiss border. So we were right in the middle, like it, you can ride via train and have a stop in Linz, so this is great. All right. Also, thank you so much for not making the conference start at 9 a.m., so that was great. <laughs> <laughs> That's actually quite good, isn't it? So we have. Oh, I like it. I really like that setup, actually. Yeah. Like, I was really surprised. I was like, oh, shit, someone starts at 1. This is great. I love it. Cool. So I took the train at, like, 10 or 11 or something from yeah. Vienna. It was great. Yeah, we, also, we get lots of different great. feedback for that. Some people love it. Some people don't. But most people love it, though. Yeah, I think it's a really good thing. I've never seen a conference that does that. Cool. Also, I remember that Phil really liked being the speaker after lunch, after dinner, so that's cool. good. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, hey, how did you get into public speaking? So that was actually a very long time ago. Like the first talk that I ever did, I think, was in 2014. Mm -hmm. It was like back in the day, I used to write a lot of articles to... Um, basically, that was my job. Since like in... I'll, I'll, I'll explain. So mm -hmm. like in Portugal, like minimum wage is about... Like 500 and, and something. Okay. So from articles, I could make like 700 and lived with my mom. So I was like, yeah, I don't need to do anything else. Like, <laughs> if I lived like in the US, model, yeah. that would be shit, money. <laughs> but to me, I was like, yes, I got it. I made it. Um, and some people from Front Trends actually saw my articles and asked me if I wanted to speak there. And I was like, mm -hmm. what? Sure, I guess. 
And yeah, that's what, that was my first public speaking. It didn't go that well. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I, I continued doing some, some more. And after I did, a, I did a mental health talk on IgenConf. And after I started taking like all the stuff to like actually improve myself mentally, apparently I got better at speaking mm-hmm. as well. So I started getting invited to more conferences. Okay. Back, the first conference that I ever did, I was an inpa- unpaid intern in Porto. It's kind of amazing. <laughs> <laughs> it's great. But, and, and already starting with a very high-profile conference. So Front Trends is one of the biggest names out there, I guess. Front Trends was an amazing conference, yeah. honestly. Like, I think I got spoiled because then I just expected every conference to pick me yeah. up from the airport. And I was like, where's my cap? <laughs> There's no cap. Where, where's my red the carpet? Why, yeah, why where's... This guy what? picking me up from the plane directly. Why do you have to get through the whole airport? I'm not, I am not taking the subway like a poor person. <laughs> <laughs> like an attendee. It's <laughs> kind of spoiled on that one. Yeah. All now right. every time a conference picks me up from the airport, I'm like, yes. <laughs> Thanks. And then you had a couple of gigs until you got to, to your mental health talk in, in Dornbien. Yes. Like, yeah. I did a couple of talks. Just occasionally. Yeah, some. I did like, I think... Three or four in that in that in the year before, mm-hmm. and then this year I uh, did a lot more. Basically, after after I think after that talk and after the talk that I did at React Alicante last year and React A Berlin, I got started inviting to a lot more conferences. Mm-hmm. This was after I was better, basically. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, how did you get to this uh, uh, powerhouse that you are right now? Like when I when I see a talk of you on YouTube, it's energy, it's fun, it's jokes, it's it's like uh, it, you wake everybody up. You are you're the perfect after dinner speaker because everybody is is you know food <laughs> coma. <laughs> then you put Sarah on stage and it's like boom, an explosion of jokes, fun, and yeah, actual. Yeah, that's why they the put content. me in the morning, and I don't like being in the morning. <laughs> But like, do you mind going in the morning? I'm like, no, that's fine. <laughs> Shit. Yeah, you see, if we are the doing, doing the conference in the afternoon, that's a perfect setup for you. No, that's perfect. Yeah. That's perfect. Yeah. So did you do any, any training or was it just by constantly going to conferences and speaking there? No, I never did any conference. I didn't, that's the thing. No, I never did People that. People do it, I yeah. Or like, like training at home or something like that. You're just doing a gig, doing a gig after gig and gig and... Getting better. I don't think the because the thing is that I don't think I uh, I am a particularly good public speaker. Mm-hmm. I'm just very excited about things, and people like get excited when they see someone excited. Also, I have no f- I I try to have a filter, and it's I don't know how, I don't know how to do that. I wish I did. So, <laughs> no, like, please don't. That's good. <laughs> don't get a filter. <laughs> so basically, like. I think it's just the fact that I'm very excited about things that people actually get excited about them. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not it's not that I tell an amazing story or something like that. It's just that I'm like very excited about things, and they're like, "Oh my god, this sounds amazing," because she's she's really fucking excited about this. <laughs> yeah, I think the content is also really really good. So you you, uh, um, I love that your slides have quality content, and you have this whole. Uh, um, Yeah, uh, uh, excited way of talking about those slides. So I would love to see you at the, at the PowerPoint karaoke. We'll just get any slide deck and you do some exciting presentation of that. I guess this would be a lot of fun. I think I would actually like to do like this no slides conf. Ah. I, think I, I think I would just say bullshit for like an hour. Uh, no. so <laughs> People would love it. Yeah. There was a thing of... Um, 
uh, Componented Smoosh was like a London JavaScript comedy thing that Yanni Val- I don't know what to say his last name and I'm not going to butcher it, um, is Finnish. Mm-hmm. And um, so it did a Componented Smoosh and it was like, Sarah, do you mind doing like a 15-minute talk? And I was like, okay, can I do anything? And he was like, yeah. So I'm going to do a talk about fuck this thing in particular. And it was just random stuff. And he was like, yeah, sure. And then I messaged him and I was like, dude, I have 70 slides. (laughs) (laughs) That's a movie. If you clicked it it in 15 minutes, that's a movie, basically. (laughs) It was just like utter bullshit for like 70, for like 30 minutes of like just me complaining about random stuff. Just like in code, in life. It was great. It was great. (laughs) Brilliant. Is there a video of that talk? No, it wasn't recorded on purpose so that we could say anything we wanted. Ah, okay. (laughs) <laughs> it's great also I lost the slides <laughs> <laughs> all 70 of them all 70 of them it's pretty sad brilliant so how many conferences did you do last year uh, this year up until I actually had to send this to my uh, to the marketing people mm-hmm. YLD so 43 43 and I think the only one that I have only just attended was ScriptConf honestly I think that was the only no Thank and ReasonConf I was a volunteer but ah, only right. attendee, I think I was only script comp. Yeah. We are very honored. Thank you very much. <laughs> so 41 speaking. Yeah. That's more than a conference a week. Maybe. There are yeah. conferences and meetups as well. Meetups also count in here. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but f- I guess. So me- for meetups com- and workshops. Yeah. For, for you as a speaker, I guess it's the same amount of preparation. Uh, the, same, the same amount of work and time that you have to put into Flying to a meetup or going to a meetup, speaking there or going to a conference. I d- yeah, I d- it's the same same thing. Yeah. Also, I think uh, like in meetups, if you imagine that you have 50 people, you can see their faces. Yeah. You can see if they're bored. Like in a conference, <laughs> if there's like 300, you can't see if they're bored. Yeah, like, yeah. You can't see shit and it's fine. Yeah. So, so that might be yeah, even more just... challenging at some point than doing conferences. Yeah, it but may be. More than 40 events is a huge number. So you must have been uh-huh. living, I don't know, at the airports and, and hotel rooms for the last year. Have you, ever, have you ever been to the Amsterdam airport? No. I think this is the best way of explaining it. No? No. So the Amsterdam airport is incredibly enormous. It's like 20 square kilometers of an airport. Wow. It's huge. Wow. I know where things are. <laughs> so... <laughs> Because all the, since I lived in Porto, we don't have yeah. a lot of direct flights, so it all stopped either in Frankfurt or in Amsterdam, and yeah. I would just prefer yeah. to stop in Amsterdam. So I have seen that airport, like I know it. <laughs> um. I love it though; it's great. <laughs> How many times did you spend abroad? If that you is say a qu- in percent. I have, I have no idea, but uh, it was it was a lot. I have no idea. I know that in, for example, in March. Mm-hmm. Uh, I went out. I got out of the house on the fourth of March, and then only came back on the third of April. So, oh, damn. Yeah, so it was a long time that I just spent like abroad. So I'm not sure in the percentage, but it's probably like fifty percent or something. Oh, that's that's a ton. Yeah, that's a ton. So, so usually when you have those job offers, like in our company, we we are also looking for evangelists or advocates and. They always say, yeah, travel is about 25% of your time, maybe 30% of your time. And I also think that's quite a lot already because you spend a lot of time at the airports. You spend a lot of time in hotel rooms. You rarely see your family. Uh, but 50%, that's like, wow, that's uh, uh, that must be really, really hard. 
I think the I think the thing that I mostly screwed up was that I so if I had a conference and then I had another one, I was just like do conferences back to back. And I think that's where I screwed up the most. <laughs> I was like, I'm not going. Because also, since I lived in a, in like, uh, had to go to an airport that I, 90% of the times, unless I was in London or France, because like all of the Portuguese people immigrated to France like a long time ago. So we mm-hmm. have all, all flights to France, like including Nantes, everything to lose. <laughs> na- every fucking airport that exists in France, we got you, son. But we only have three flights a week to Berlin. It's great. That airport makes no sense. Um... <laughs> Unless I was in France, Switzerland, or London, I would have to take layover flights. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, fuck it, I'll just stay here. Mm-hmm. And um, that's also one of the reasons that I moved to Berlin, because now I can just, most of my flights are direct. Mm-hmm. And you just, you get in and get out, and it's, it's easier. And I think that was one of the main problems that I had, was that I just did conferences back to back, like that one in March. Mm-hmm. I could have gone home, but I was like, ah, gotta take like four flights to get to Porto. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, why don't I live in an actual city with an actual airport? <laughs> I actually like the airport in Porto. I, no, I, no, no, the airport is really nice, yeah. but it's also tiny, so it's really it's hard super to It's super tiny, yeah. But that's, you know, that's the size I can, I can get around with. I know, the, also, I know the airport in Porto pretty good. Also, they, you don't have to take off your, your, your laptop. They have 3D scanners. Yeah. So you just put in all your yeah. things and get out. Also, they don't give a fuck, so like literally no one gets stopped. <laughs> yeah, I have absolutely. never been stopped in the Porto airport, yeah. ever. A friend of mine just passed like with a knife because he forgot that the knife was there because he went camping. <laughs> and when he, which and when he, I guess a lot because you know there's the uh, the what's it called the the way to Santiago de Compostela starts in Porto. Yes, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. I I forgot the English name. It's Jakobsweg in Germany, but uh, uh, oh, the um, the walking thing. Yeah, the walking thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah that starts yeah. in Porto as well. You see a lot of backpackers at this airport. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, it's a really, really nice airport. It's really well built. <laughs> also, the best thing about that airport... No, I gotta tell this. They made it in a way that there are no buses. Did you ever take a bus? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You did? Yeah. You did take a bus in a Porto airport? No, no, no. Not in, not in Porto. Um, but they just every, make you walk. Basically, every other airport. So, in our small airport in Linz, it's like about 10 meters to the plane. We still hop on a bus. Exactly, the Porto Airport made it in a way that you just walk. Yeah, yeah, and that was completely new for me. I could walk on the airfield to the plane. So nice. So I had, had this one particular incident. I had to wait six hours for my flight from Porto to Munich. Uh, mm-hmm. And that was because this, it was a cheap airline, uh, you know, one of those holiday airlines. And, yeah. and they told us that the whole crew got food poisoning and they had to get another crew. Well, they got the food poisoning at the Oktoberfest in Munich. So, I, yeah. <laughs> that doesn't really count as food poisoning. No, it doesn't really count as food poisoning. But That's it was on great you. Because they were incredibly late, like six hours late. They flew in and you could see all those people walking over the airfield towards the gate. And when the last person uh, left the plane, we were going on the airfield to the plane. So, it was like directly swapping. Uh, and yeah, it yeah, no, well. and I like that. People are like, what if it rains? I'm like, no, I prefer to walk for 50 meters yeah. in the rain yeah. than to wait 30 minutes for a goddamn bus. Yeah, yeah, and it was like, really care. nice. Yeah, so that's like, the Porto Airport is actually pretty well built, bless. <laughs> Unlike everything else in Porto, it's actually really, really well built. Um, so there was this point, uh, as, you, as you mentioned, where you said you screwed up, but um, there was this point where you said, okay, Doing conferences at this rate, so many conferences, so many airports, so many Airbnbs, that's too much. 
when was this point and uh, how did you get there? I think I started getting there when I stopped being excited about going places. Oh. I think, uh, so I think this started happening mostly when I moved to Berlin. Um, and I would just get a conference and I was just, I would forget that I'd actually had a conference. Like I would forget that I would have to get on a plane. And I remember the day before and I was just like, oh, fucking hell. (laughs) (laughs) Because it's not even the speaking. Like I Mm -hmm. still enjoy public speaking and I love teaching people. It's the, it's the travel that is just, it's, it's too much. Mm-hmm. Like you get to a point where most of the time that you spend is not even in the conference. It's just either in airports or in Ubers or in Airbnbs or whatever it is. And I got to a point when I was here in Berlin that I was just like, I don't want to go. <laughs> like, <laughs> I really do not want to go. And, um, and I think that's the point where you need to look at yourself and you need to wonder like, okay, this is not okay. Also, I was in, um, I had a conference uh, oh, no, I had, yeah, I don't remember, but I had a conference and then I had to go to Southampton uh, for a client of my company and I was there and I was just like, I have to still go to another conference after this and I was just like, I just want to go home. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, the amount is, is, you know, you spend two days at least for one hour of doing your talk. Yeah, that's a minimum of two minimum days. Minimum of two days and that's that's a lot. That's... A lot that's being asked for, actually. And even if you spend time at the conference, what I always found is you, you never get to see the city, actually. So uh, No, you very rarely get to see the city. Like, you get to see some parts of the city, but not, like, the old experience. I did in Vienna because I was there for, like, 10 days. Mm-hmm. But uh, unless you do that, no, it's really hard to get to, sh- to see the city. And I think you just get to a point where you realize that it's not actually vacations, Mm-hmm. and that it may not be worth it. Like, that you still want to do it, but you need to reconsider your priorities in life. Um, it's, it's funny to say it started when you, when you moved to Berlin. Is it because uh, um, everything you, you missed, let's say, from this village in Porto, you can find in Berlin? Now that it's, as you said, a proper city, which is, I don't know, I, I like Porto. As a city as well, but... Uh, I didn't, I, but I didn't actually live in Porto. I lived okay. uh, 26 kilometers away from Porto. Okay. So I lived in Fucktown Nowhere in Portugal. <laughs> we had uh, 5,000 people. Okay. In 2011, so I think it's like three now. Okay. <laughs> and five teenagers. Um, <laughs> and so basically, I, I didn't quite hate it there because I had friends there, but mm-hmm. I didn't have a lot to do. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So uh, if I was home for a while, I would just eventually get bored. So I was like, when is my next conference? I need to get the fuck out. So like when I moved to Berlin, I was like, no, wait, I actually want to be here. Like I want to get mm-hmm. to know people here and there's an, a huge community here and I know people, I know people and I want to be with them and I want to talk to them. And it's just a completely different thing. Like uh, most of my friends back in Porto, Porto yeah. uh, were... Not even programmers or anything. Mm-hmm. Like, they were friends from high school, basically. Mm-hmm. I had some programmer friends, but not a lot. And I feel like when I moved, I actually wanted to be here a lot. And that, that I think, just brought in all the tiredness that I had mm-hmm. from all the other conferences. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, I can't. Like, I'm not going to cancel every conference because there are things that I actually want to do. So, for example, I had React JS Day uh, in Italy that they invited me in the beginning of the year to speak about mental health. So, mm-hmm. and they invited me back, and I was like, no, I actually really like this conference, and I'm gonna, 
I'm gonna go. Even though <sighs> I got stuck in a Frankfurt airport for 12 hours ah, at that damn. conference the other time. But damn. I was like, no, this time's gonna be better. And it was. It was only two hours. <laughs> and, and Lufthansa fucked up, not the other airline. So it was good. <laughs> and um, I think it's just that. Like, you get to a point where you're just tired and you're just mm. like i don't i don't really want to do this anymore like i'm really sick of this like i still want to do conferences but i can't i can't continue on this rate i can't do back-to-back conferences i think that's the first thing as a as a developer advocate or someone who does a lot of conferences that you need to stop is doing back-to-back conferences. because it seems like a great idea because you're just mm-hmm. like i just get two birds out of one stone it's not you're optimizing your schedule basically but it it's not really. like mm. I did that. I did that for React Alicante. Like it was like the third thing on a row, and I was there, and I was just like so tired that I didn't even probably get to speak to a lot of people, and I feel really bad about that. And um, I feel like if you go to a conference and you're just there as like as a speaker, you're not there as a human. You're actually not paying respect to the people who have invited you to go to that mm-hmm. conference, mm-hmm. and like you may still present a good talk. Because you're still excited about the thing that you're talking about, but you're just there as a speaker. That's there, and he's gonna speak for 30 minutes, and then he's gonna go there to his hotel room, and he's gonna mm-hmm. take fucking three-hour naps. And I think mostly, like, if it's a conference, like we are developers, fuck it, like screw it. Like they don't they don't care about you, so you're not gonna care about them. But I actually, spoke there, no. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Uh, but if it's a conference, like for example, React Alicante is, is like it's created by two fucking amazing human beings from Spain and I actually really like them and as humans and I felt like I wasn't being a human in that conference like I was being a speaker and mm-hmm. I hate that mm-hmm. like I want to be there as a human and like talk to people mm-hmm. and properly does that make sense that like, makes a lot of sense yeah yeah and I, I feel like if you do this a lot you just start going to conferences as a speaker and as someone who just like goes on stage and then goes on mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. I didn't want to be that person. And I think in Alicante, I realized that I was starting to be that person. And I was like, no, I got I to gotta stop. I want to be a human in conferences. I want to interact with other people. You want to have all the fun that conferences are about, actually. Yes, I want to yeah. do the part yeah. that conferences yeah. are actually about. Like, I don't want to be this person. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I truly need to chill the fuck down. <laughs> yeah. how, how many conferences did you cancel? I canceled th- uh, three and then I canceled a workshop as well, so I canceled f- four, I think. Okay. Just four. That's a reasonable four. amount, actually. Oh, no, five. Five, okay. Five, yeah. Mm-hmm. Over the next, like, like for 2018, or did that already go into, way into 2019? No, 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 just 2018, okay. up until mid-December. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, yeah. Uh, uh, it's funny because uh, when we were scheduling this date, you said, yeah, you can't go there because you have a conference and this weekend doesn't work as well because you're at the conference. But, oh, that's, that sounds already very stressful, actually. I guess it was oh, Rude.js. Uh, oh, sorry. Um, when we Oh, Rude.js. Yeah, it was, oh my God, it was amazing. Yeah. <laughs> but um, I found it funny because uh, um, I wanted to talk to you about how we how, how you canceled all those conferences and we could find a schedule, uh, a, a date after two conferences that were like the week and the week after, like Ruggiès and Reacti Italy or, or something. Oh, it's, but Ruggiès is actually in Germany, so okay. it's okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. Okay. Actually, it wasn't that okay because all of the trains were fucked. But, uh, <laughs> That's another thing about Germany, to be I guess. okay. Yeah, but, uh, yeah. Uh, but Ruggiès was actually in Germany, so it was mm-hmm. like a two and a half hour train ride, so that was fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. 
Um, but I just I didn't want to carry the huge mic. <laughs> that was about it. <laughs> you also cancelled your gig in in React Boston, I guess. Yeah, that wasn't really a cancel cancel. That okay. was basically so I um, uh, I had a flight from Berlin to Frankfurt in the morning mm -hmm. because my flight to Boston was from Frankfurt. And so I had a flight in the morning and my and because I had a lunch with a friend in Frankfurt. She's she lives close to Frankfurt. And like I, rem I remember that I woke up the day before going to React Boston and I was just like super depressed about like having to go for three days to like an eight hour flight mm -hmm. for like a three day, a three day thing. And like I was at the airport and like I don't know if you ever had this, but like you know that what you're gonna do is gonna fuck you up for mm -hmm. good. Mm -hmm. And I was just like, I was so nervous and I was just like, I can't do this. Like, I just, I really, from the bottom of my heart do not want to do this. And I feel like if I do this, it's gonna screw up my brain. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I, yeah. And so I was literally just like waiting for someone to tell me you don't have to do this. <laughs> And I remember that I called my manager and the first thing that I said was that you don't have to do this, Sarah. Very like, good. Mm. And no, my manager is an amazing human being. God bless him. He's like a dad. He's actually oh. a dad, but he's like a like cool dad. <laughs> and uh, and uh, he said, like, Sarah, you don't have to do this. Like, uh, you're first. I know that it's bad for the conference, but they'll figure, they'll fi they'll figure it out. And if they're decent human beings, they will understand it. And the conference was pretty, pretty amazing about that. Mm. And I basically just emailed them and I was like, I'm literally in the Frankfurt airport and I'm sorry, but it's not, I can't mm -hmm. do this. Like I was just, I actually was past security and everything. I was inside of the airport and I was like, I can't do this. Like I'm going to get a flight back to Berlin. And yeah, so that wasn't really a canceling. That was just a chicken in the out at the last uh, minute, basically. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh I think it's great that you realized it, that this is not the way to continue. Um, you know, uh, somebody gets this feeling of duty that they have to go there and that they have to do this thing. Even even they can feel that it's not good for them, not good for their well-being, not good for their mental health. So this is uh, um, something that's great if people realize that, I think. I think, yeah, I think one of the main issues that I had was that it's okay. It's to remember yourself that it's okay to say no, that... Um, I've actually organized, helped organize a conference in London in the beginning of the year. And every time that I say no, I remember that we had backup plans. Mm -hmm. Like, because shit happens, like a flight might get canceled. And this doesn't even mean that a person cancels, like a flight might get canceled. Mm -hmm. uh, there was a conference that I went to that the guy fell asleep on the on like the airport and just lost the flight. Like, it happens, like people lose flights or flights get canceled or people get sick and... That happens, even if it's not like something like me, like it happens and you have backup plans and you need to remember that you have back, like this con conferences have backup plans and that like, it's not okay. Okay. But it's okay. Like you mm -hmm, can do mm -hmm. it. It's not the end of the world. Like if someone canceled ScriptConf, you would, you probably had a backup plan for someone who canceled. Like you, you, you need that. You need to have that because shit happens. I, I have always a couple of friends that I can call. Which is always a great thing. And exactly. Yeah. Like, yeah, because shit happens. Like, even if the person doesn't cancel, their flight might get canceled. Their kid might get sick. They may get sick. Yeah. And I think the most important thing for you to, for a person to realize is that, and this was the hardest thing for me to realize, is that it's okay to say no. Just say no. 
and nothing like the world is not going to end because you mm. canceled something mm. like don't do it all the time like don't say yeah. like the thing this is a bad thing to do because what i should have done is said no in the beginning mm. like when mm. and when i was asked obviously but this has led me to the point where now i feel more comfortable like if someone asks me and i say i don't want to go like i'll just say no like sorry but i can't do it or, or something like that And yeah, I think that's the way that you need to start thinking is that if you really can't do it, just say no. If you can find a way to say no when the person asks and because I've had conferences, one, one of the conferences that I canceled, like by the moment they asked me, I was like, I kind of don't want to do this, but okay, mm -hmm. fine, I'll do it. Like, if you feel like that, just say no. <laughs> There is, you're not going to gain a lot out of it, like... And this is also something that I think people need to know is that you gain something out of it, but what you gain out of it sometimes is not worth what actually drains out of you, basically. And right. you need to make like the distinction mm -hmm. between those things. Just learn to say no. That is really hard, by the mm -hmm. way. So which steps do you take now to prevent yourself from, from wearing out too much? Um, so I've... Uh, so the, the conferences that I've canceled were mostly because some of them were back to back and I was like, nope. And I had, um, one of them was, so from, uh, like the 26th of October to like the 15th of November, I had nothing. And then a conference called me and I said, yes, because I'm dumb. And, um, it was like straight in in the middle and I was like, no. Mm -hmm. And I just emailed them back. I was like, I'm sorry, but, mm -hmm. no. but that was like, that was And I think having some time between conferences, I think, mm -hmm. is the most important thing. Like, have some time to be home, to be with your friends, to do things that you actually, like, really, really, really want to do. That are going to be super fun and shit. <laughs> and um, I think that's the most important thing, is that you need to acknowledge that it's okay to say no. And you need to acknowledge that you need time. And conferences are not vacations. Unless you go to Vienna for two weeks. That was actually <laughs> really, really cool. But... Uh, That was not a conference. I didn't yeah. actually have a conference in Vienna. Mm -hmm. So um, you need to acknowledge these things and you need to acknowledge that actually doing a talk actually drains a lot of energy out of you. And it's not as easy as people think it is. It's not as glamorous as people think it is. And yeah, that's about it. Cool. I think that's about it. Right. Is that good? That's yeah. very good. That's very good. So, um, Thought leader. I... I <laughs> I'm in love with what you just said. That's just so so many great input there. Uh, I, I try to keep my public speaking down to a, to a to this level that is good for me. Like you get excited about all those things, uh, but you know it's tempting when you get an invitation and see a CFP for a conference that looks so good. You are applying for that, and you are you are I don't know sad if you get turned down or, uh, but in the end. For every conference that turned me down for the CFP, I'm actually grateful that I, I don't have to go there. And checking every other conference, if it's really necessary for me to be there, is also a very good thing. And uh, hearing that from you know an experienced speaker like yourself, who did 40 conferences in 2018, that's, am <laughs> that's amazing. Uh, um, yeah, really, really puts things into perspective. So... Uh, I always wondered how people like you and Martin Split uh, kept up with with all this speed. I would wear out immediately, I guess. So, 
Wow. Uh, I think one of the things that really helps is that after a while you start getting to know at least one person in every conference. <laughs> <laughs> you get this huge list of people. Like of all the conferences that I have uh, up until the end of the year, I lo- I know at least one person in each conference. I knew most of them like two or three. So that actually <laughs> helps a lot. Yeah. And um, I think in one aspect, I'm. I'm in a better position than Martin because since living in Berlin, two of the conferences that I have are actually in Berlin mm-hmm. and it doesn't have a lot of them in Zurich. But um, I think one thing that really helps is that when you get to a conference and actually know people, you know some of the speakers and you know some of the attendees. Mm-hmm. And also, if you don't go alone, mm-hmm. if you just don't travel alone, it actually helps a lot. Cool. Sarah? Thank you very much. Thank you very much for being so open, for telling your story. Uh, I think it's an amazing story. And uh, yeah, absolutely. And you're a fun person to talk to. It's, <laughs> it's been so enjoyable. Uh, so thank you for being with us. And all the best for all the upcoming conferences that are on your schedule. Thank you. I'm actually, I'm really excited about the ones that I have. So cool. they, they were tailored not to cancel. So I'm like, yes! <laughs> 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 All right, I am so. doing this. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so, uh, well, thank you, and I hope we see each other again. Uh, in yeah, I hope to go at ScriptConf next year, yeah. so I hope to be there again. It was a great conference. We will tell you when it starts. We are just figuring out a date, because, mm-hmm. you know, uh, th- uh, m- maybe it's, it's somehow related. Uh, Sebastian and I, who, who are doing ScriptConf, we found out that this year, particularly in, in July, August, we had a lot of things on our plate, And if you would have done ScriptConf right now for January 2019, it would have been, wouldn't have been that good. So it would have been rushed. Yeah. Uh, we wouldn't have taken too much care and effort into it because we had so many things to do. That's why we said, let's pause this. Let's yeah. charge our batteries. Let's refresh. And now we are gathering ideas what to do. Let's make it a great conference again. So. Okay, so I'm just going to let you know that in March, I think in M- March or April, I think it's March... There's a week where there are already two conferences. So don't do it. We have time for them in JS Heroes. So don't do it on that week. We, we're thinking September, October. So you will be the first. Oh, that's to good. Know. You will be the first. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Cool. <laughs> Sierra Vieira confirmed the speaker for script 1819 or something like that. 1819. Yeah. Whatever. Next script. Only if I speak after, after, after dinner. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Sierra. So uh, thank you. And thank you so much. We'll see you next time. <laughs>